You have to come in ready to make a big impact, ready to get messy, ready for the lines to be blurry and be laser focused on I'm gonna get us to results, I'm gonna get us to value. There's a certain messiness, rebelliousness, rogueness that really serves you in being an effective leader but can feel wildly uncomfortable if you're someone who likes to follow the rules and color within the lines. You're gonna make way more progress and add way more value if you're willing to be fearless and courageous and step outside of the rules and outside of the lines. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is great to meet you. If you are new here, hello. Hi, I'm Jess. I'm the host and creator of the Art of Speaking Up podcast. I am a full-time podcaster and career coach for women. I help women find their voice, become confident communicators, step up and thrive in leadership positions. I do that through this podcast. I do that through my private one-on-one coaching. I do that through my group program, the Art of Speaking Up Academy. And if you are looking to build confidence and become super effective in your career without having to be perfect and without having to have it all together, you are in the right place. I do this show because I had a very successful career in the corporate space, but it was not without struggle. I struggled a lot. I struggled with confidence. I struggled to find my voice. I struggled with not performing well and not getting strong reviews the first couple years in my career and really having to find my voice, build my confidence, find that courage within me and learn to lead in a way that felt good and strong and authentic. And that is something that I want to help you do so that you can enjoy your career, feel like you're performing at your full potential, feel satisfied, feel proud of yourself, feel powerful. And that is what I'm going to help you do in today's episode. Today, we are diving into mindset, which if you've been around here for a minute, you know I'm obsessed with because mindset work changed my life. It helped me grow so confident and just feel so badass inside. And it's a huge part of my one-on-one coaching style. It's a huge part of the Art of Speaking Up Academy. It's a huge part of why I'm able to help women and help my clients find their voice and grow their confidence. It's one of the most powerful personal development tools that I've personally discovered. And that's why I'm going to be talking about it today. Today, I'm going to be talking about the mindset that is going to help you not only get elevated into leadership positions, but also thrive once you are in them. A lot of you, and this is something that a lot of my clients come to me um, for help with, especially my one-on-one clients, a lot of you are at a point in your career where you're either plateauing and you're trying to break through into a bigger leadership role, and you're trying to close those gaps so that you are ready for that role. And so you can finally get your company to say yes to moving you upward. So there are a lot of you in that situation. And then there are also a lot of you 
that have been given a bigger role and are in process of developing your leadership skills and your skill set so that you can thrive in that bigger role. Because if that's you, you know that a bigger role like that comes with more complexity and more challenges. And so today, I'm really giving you mindset tools to help you with either situation, to help you be ready to get that next leadership role, that next promotion, and or to help you be super successful once you're in it. Because the truth about leadership positions is that they require something different than being more junior in your career. It's a very different level of confidence, level of effectiveness, level of leadership that you're expected to bring. And even if it feels hard and overwhelming, it's a skill and a muscle that you can grow. And I happen to be very, very strong when it comes to leadership and leadership mindset, not just because I'm a career coach, but because I got a very, very strong, well-rounded leadership training and toolkit in my career, particularly at the beginning of my nine to five career when I worked at McKinsey and was really taught what it means to lead and how to be really effective when you have a lot of responsibility and when you're working on things that are highly complex, highly difficult, and highly challenging. And the great thing is that leadership skills and the ability to thrive in a bigger position, or maybe even just you're leading a project that's bigger than any that you've done before, they're skills that you can learn. They're things that you can get really good at. And that's what we're going to start digging into today. I'm so, so, so excited. If you're new here, or even if you are not new here, I want to invite you to join the Art of Speaking Up newsletter. I have been doing this for a while, but I rarely talk about it on the podcast. I have been sending out my newsletter every single week on Wednesdays for <laughs> over two years now, and I get such strong feedback from the women who are subscribed to my newsletters. I will send out inspiration and career advice and almost like a mini tiny readable podcast episode to give you that boost in self-confidence. And so often the women who are subscribed to my newsletter will respond saying, this was just what I needed. I was having an off day. This email landed in my inbox and it shifted everything for me today. Thank you so much. And so if you're wanting more inspiration beyond the podcast, come join the Art of Speaking Up newsletter. I will drop a link in the show notes where you can submit your email address. And if the link in the show notes isn't clickable for you, depending on what podcast player you use, it's very, very easy to find my newsletter sign up when you go to my website, jessgazitcoaching.com. It'll be one of the first things you see pop up on the screen and on the homepage. So I look forward to seeing you in my newsletter. And now let's dive more into the mindset that you need to advance into leadership and thrive in it. Now, <laughs> I want to let you know that I identify as someone who is very type A, uptight, I want to get things perfect. And for me, becoming a leader, finding my voice, finding my confidence has been a journey of unwinding some of those tendencies and learning to be more free, more courageous, less of a perfectionist. And so today I'm going to talk a lot about like letting go of those tight, controlling, perfectionist tendencies. And I might be poking fun at it or talking about the strange thoughts that we sometimes have when we get into a very intense perfectionist mode. 
I'm literally talking to you as someone who is type A, who has tendencies to be controlling, who can fall into perfectionism. And it's something that I've been unwinding and unlearning, but I want to assure you that I get it, I understand it, and that it's something you can break away from. And that's a huge, huge thing that I'm going to be helping you with in this episode. So the idea that came to me for this episode, it happened because I started to notice a pattern with my clients and with the women that I work with in my one-on-one private coaching and inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. And whenever I notice a pattern with my clients, there's a really good chance that that pattern is, you know, something that you are experiencing. And the pattern that I noticed with a lot of the women that I support and this is a pattern that I used to have as well, is that they are rule followers. They follow the rules. They do things correctly. They're told to do something and they will do it. And they're very oriented towards rules and guidelines and structure and really showing up and following the rules and delivering according to the guidelines. And I was thinking about how This quality can be both a good quality and a not so good quality. It's really good to be someone who follows through, who does what they say they're going to do, who follows directions. But I really started to think about how this quality can actually detract from and interfere with your effectiveness as a leader. And so many of the women that I support, and I suspect that this is true for you as well, They want to be leaders. They want to have impact. They want to progress and advance in their careers. And they also have this rule-following tendency and this rule-following mentality that doesn't support them in becoming the most effective possible leader that they can be. So my goal for this episode is to inspire you to want to bust out of your rule-following tendencies. This is why I have warned you about my own perfectionist tendencies, because I get it and I know the struggle of being a controlling type A perfectionist who is trying to channel, I think about it as channeling your inner wild woman, your inner rock star, your inner rebel, you know, like you're trying to stop just being so rigid and always staying within the lines because you sense instinctively that that is not the most powerful version of you. That is a version of you that's a little bit scared and a little bit playing small and not showing up in your full bigness. And so my goal is to inspire you in this episode to want to let go of that and find a whole new way of being that is really going to help you grow in your career so much faster. So (laughs) I'm going to teach this using an analogy as I often do, and we're going to really have to use our imaginations today. And so you're going to be constructing a picture, a visual in your mind of a massive plot of lush, fertile farmland. So I want you to imagine that you live in a community of farmers and there's this giant piece of farmland and that you are all farmers trying to grow veggies and yummy things on the farmland. Now, this farmland has one critical flaw, which is that while each person in your community has ownership over a certain portion of the total farmland, the flaw in this particular 
piece of land is that the boundaries and borders of where one person's plot of land ends and another person's plot of land begins are fuzzy. So there aren't clear delineations such that you know this is where my piece of farmland ends and it becomes my neighbor's farmland. So, you know, when it comes to property and homes and neighborhoods, there are property lines. You know exactly where your property ends. But for the sake of this analogy in this episode, I want you to assume that this farmland is just very fuzzy and it's really hard to know. And you have kind of a sense of roughly where your plot of the land is, but there isn't like a rope or a clear line that tells you exactly where your boundaries are. And so you kind of have to eyeball it and do your best to guess. Now, I want you to imagine that you are committed to being a good citizen and a valuable member of this farming community that you're a part of. And so you don't want to overstep the boundaries of your plot of this farmland. You want to be really conscious that a certain portion of it belongs to you and a certain portion of it belongs to your neighbors and isn't your farmland. And so what you decide to do is keep your garden and your plot where you grow your veggies very contained, very small, because you don't want it to inadvertently spread into someone else's land. So what you do is you draw some artificial boundaries and you take a little small patch of land that you know for sure is so small There's no way that you're spilling over into someone else's section. And you make sure to grow plants and vegetables that don't grow too quickly, don't get too wild, don't get too out of control, so that your veggies and crops will stay confined to your plot of land. So you have this really little plot and you have these veggies that you're growing that don't grow super fast and don't get super wild and multiply really quickly so that you know for sure you're being a good citizen in this farming community. And you consistently produce veggies, right? You have your small plot, you have your plants, and I I don't know exactly how harvests work, but let's just make this up. Every month you go in and you harvest roughly a couple pounds of tomatoes and a couple pounds of onions and whatever it is that you are growing in your garden. And you feel really proud of yourself. You feel like you're doing a good job. You're like, I'm such a good citizen. I'm so respectful. I'm growing my veggies. I'm doing a good job. I'm not spilling over into anyone else's plot of land. Go me. Now, I want you to imagine a new member moves into the farming community. (laughs) And this new member, I'm going to call this member Bob. Bob moves in. And you start to notice that Bob's approach to planting and using the farmland is completely opposite to your approach. So Bob, instead of confining his garden to a very small patch of land, he is super liberal in terms of the amount of space that he takes up when he is sowing his seeds. So his garden is much larger than yours. And you look at it and you wonder, you know, it's so large. I wonder if he's spilling over into other people's territories. I wonder if he's spilling over into my land because his seeds are all over the place. Like they're everywhere. And not only that, but Bob plants 
veggies that grow quickly and aggressively. So I specifically looked up for this example, veggies that grow slow versus veggies that grow fast. So you have chosen to plant asparagus, which is slow and contained. Bob is planting things like, I have just learned this from my friend, the internet, carrots and zucchini and radishes, which are plants that grow very, very quickly and expand very, very, very quickly. And so what is happening is that Bob is spilling over everywhere. His zucchini plant just keeps getting bigger and bigger. His tomato plant keeps on getting bigger and bigger. And things are just sprawling. And you are shocked. And you are like, oh my goodness, this is so rude. And you think in your head, you know what, karma, karma is going to come around. And some of the other people in this community are going to start getting mad at Bob because he's literally spilling out everywhere. And so you're kind of like looking at your little garden and then looking at Bob's like huge sprawling garden and thinking, your time is coming, Bob. Your time is coming. But to your dismay, people get really excited about Bob being there because he's producing so much harvest. His zucchini plant is expanding. His tomato plant is expanding. Everything is just going all over and he has this abundance of produce and vegetables And people in this community are like, oh, my gosh, like you are creating so much. This is more than we've ever created. And Bob starts to become the hero, the favorite person. And you're feeling kind of a little miffed because you're like, what the heck? I've done such a good job being respectful, growing my little garden within this confined space so that I don't step into anyone else's territory. Bob came in here like a wrecking ball with his freaking zucchini plant sprawling everywhere and people love him, but he's not even caring about getting into people's territory or stepping on people's toes. Now, you notice that there are one or two people in this community that are kind of pissed at Bob. You're kind of pissed at Bob. There's someone else who's kind of pissed at Bob. But most people, most people in the community are loving Bob and have so much respect for the amount of produce that he is able to create. And what happens is people start to become less impressed by you because they're comparing your output to Bob's output. And all of a sudden, that monthly harvest that you would do that you were so proud of that you thought was so incredible starts to seem small, starts to seem like not enough compared to what Bob is doing. Now, I share this example with you, even though it's kind of like an odd thing, this idea of this farmland with fuzzy boundaries, it's the perfect way to understand how a company operates, how a corporation operates. The way a corporation operates has a lot in common with this idea of a plot of farmland that has fuzzy boundaries. Because when you work for a company, your role isn't 100% crisp, 100% defined. There is not a crystal clear delineation between where your role ends and someone else's role begins. This can happen both within a team, right? Like maybe you have peers on your team and it's not always clear, okay, where does my responsibility end and their responsibility begin? This can also happen across teams. There might be a peer team in your organization where it's not always clear where does our responsibility end and their responsibility begin. And so the dynamic in your company 
functions a lot like this farmland with very fuzzy boundaries. Now, when it comes to the example I shared about the farmland and about how you could build your garden, you have a couple of options for how you can approach this situation where you don't know where your farmland ends and someone else's begins. Your first option is you can take the conservative approach that I mentioned where you plant a really small patch of garden and you have a really limited output, but you know for sure that you're not stepping into anyone else's territory. That's one option. I would refer to that as the more conservative option. Another option you have is you could be more like Bob and you could be way more open and you could plant plants that grow really quickly and you can be less concerned and less attentive to whether or not your plants or your work is spilling over into someone else's territory. Now, what's interesting in this example is that even though Bob is literally spilling over into territory that doesn't belong to him, he's able to create more and add more value and produce more harvest because he is willing to spill over. And even though you are doing such a good job containing your produce to this very, very limited section of of farmland, you're constraining your output. You are limiting the types of vegetables that you grow because you can't grow anything that's like too aggressive or fast multiplying. And you are also limiting the amount of vegetables you can grow because you're confining and constraining yourself to a very small patch of land. So Bob, even though he's going rogue and even though he's even like maybe pissing a couple people off, (laughs) possibly including you, he's adding more value. And he's having a bigger impact when you look at what he is creating versus other people who are staying more conservative in their approach. Now, when it comes to you advancing into leadership roles and thriving as you grow and advance, one of the key mindset shifts you have to make is you have to be more like Bob. When you're an individual contributor and you're earlier on in your career, your company really does just want you to have a tiny plot of land and to plant the same four onions every single month. So an individual contributor or someone who is at a less experienced role and less of a leadership role in a company, the company wants them to have a small plot of land and very predictably have that limited output. That's what you do in an individual contributor role, right? Your employer says, hey, this is your plot of land, and every month we want four onions or whatever. Like, silly example, but I think you get what I'm saying. But as you advance into leadership, that's no longer your job. As you advance into leadership, you're expected to add more value, to create bigger results, That's why you're getting paid the big bucks. That's why you have the cool title, because you are having an impact and adding value that is greater than what you added at an individual contributor or even a middle management level. Now, what I see and where I see a lot of my clients get stuck with when they come to me for help and coaching is that they have gotten really good at farming their little plot of land and producing 
four perfect onions every single month without fail. And this can be confusing because it's like four perfect onions is amazing. And that worked great for them. And now they're either trying to elevate into a leadership position or they have elevated to a leadership position and the four onions are not working anymore and they need to do something different. And this can be confusing because it's like, but what's wrong with four onions? Like four onions were great. They were perfect. They had no bruises. They were perfectly juicy. They were the perfect size. And I had four reliably on schedule every single month. But the problem is, When you're a leader, you need to have impact beyond the four onions. You need to be able to create more, and you can't create more if you're confining yourself to that little conservative plot of land. In order to create more, you have to get wild. You have to channel your inner Bob and be like, bitches, I'm going to plant zucchini. And I don't know how big this zucchini plant is going to get. And I don't know if it's going to start seeping into someone else's property. But I have been put in this role and asked to do more. So I cannot continue producing four onions every month. Bitches, I'm going to plant zucchini. Now, this can be extremely uncomfortable because now all of a sudden you're taking up more space The things that you're planting are messier and more rogue. You're not playing by the rules. You're not confining yourself to that little plot of land, but you're producing a much more high quality output. And this is exactly the shift that you want to be making in how you execute and how you do your work. You have to be willing to get messy and you have to let go of the idea that you're going to contain your plot of land so well that it's never going to interfere with anything else. Because if you do that, you will never be able to increase your output or plant more zucchini. So what does this mean practically for you in your role? And how can you start taking steps to be more like Bob? So we're going to keep coming back to this idea of your little plot of land and expanding where you grow your vegetables to help make this actionable. So the first thing that you want to ask yourself is what are the areas (laughs) outside of your little plot of land that you are scared to expand into. You might be scared to expand into them, for example, because you feel like you're not a total expert in those areas. You feel like someone else knows better than you. So it's really comfortable for you to stay in your zone of expertise. And maybe when you're in meetings where it's something that you know a ton about that falls within your little plot of land, you're comfortable participating. But all of a sudden, if you're sitting in a meeting and people are talking about something that feels a little foreign to your teensy plot of land, then you're not willing to plant seeds there. You're not willing to go there. You're not willing to be a thought leader in the room because that is not part of your plot of land. So you really want to look at okay, what are the areas of soil that are just around my plot of land that feel a bit scary, that I don't really want to go into? And I want you to remind yourself that as a leader, it's no longer about expertise. It's no longer about you being an expert in your little plot of land and only having opinions and thoughts on your little plot of land. It's about you being willing to go to any place on the farmland 
and get familiar with it and learn how the soil is and learn what's growing there and learn how you can help contribute to move it forward. This means whatever situation you're in, even if it doesn't fall within your area of expertise, you hold yourself to a really high standard in terms of how you expect yourself to contribute. So that's one way that you make this actionable. Another way that you make this actionable is you look at what plants am I afraid to plant because I'm afraid they're going to expand too much and spill over everywhere. What type of work, what type of projects, what type of interaction, what type of relationships are you afraid to take on because they feel new, they feel unfamiliar, they're not something that fits within your little plot of land and they're not something that you typically do because it is you being willing to step into those things that is going to help you lead. Maybe that looks like bigger projects that are more cross-functional. Maybe that looks like more energy being put into developing relationships with leaders and executives. What are the things that you are afraid of? What are the plants that you're not planting because you're like, this is going to grow wild and out of control and I just want to plant my four onions? What are you not diving into head first? And where can you be doing more of that? The other thing you want to think about is where are you being overly conservative because you're so scared of stepping on someone's toes and you're so scared that your plant is going to cross over into someone else's territory. Here's the thing. When Bob grows all of the zucchini and all these plants that are spreading like wildfire, some people are going to get annoyed, but most people are going to be really happy with Bob's contribution. If you want to be effective as a leader, you have to be willing to plant plants that spread and you have to be willing to cross over into other people's territory. This is so, so important. Maybe occasionally someone gets annoyed that Bob's garden is growing so big, but that is the only other option, right? You can either contain your plot to something so small that you know that it's not disrupting anyone and anything and it produces four onions every month, or you can grow something a little more predictable and you can push the edges. There is no in-between and the higher performer, the better leader, the person that's going to get promoted faster and the person that's going to have the bigger impact is the person that is acting like Bob and growing the zucchini. And so I know that this can be really hard, but this is part of what comes with leadership is the willingness to take up space, the willingness to get a little bit messy, the willingness to do the thing that produces the most value, the most veggies, the most output, as opposed to the thing that is the most safe and the most non-disruptive. This is truly one of the biggest difference makers. And I totally understand the fear of stepping on people's toes and not wanting to get over-involved in a project, not wanting to offend someone with the feedback that you're offering. I really, really understand it. The problem is that when you do those things, you miss opportunities to make the outcomes better. So a trade-off is happening. I don't want to cross over into someone else's farmland, but okay, then all I can grow are four onions every month. And leadership is about making that trade-off and being willing to have one or two people be like, hey, like you need to tame this zucchini plant. It's in my territory. And then you can be like, oh, cool. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that it was spilling over into your territory. Let me add a fence. Let me fix this. Let me trim the plant. Plan, right? Like, let me make it right. I'm not saying to like just like step on people's toes and like be disrespectful and horrible to people, but I am saying to put value, results, and impact as your number one priority and be willing to get a little bit messy and to be willing to maybe break one or two things along the way and be willing to make it right and fix it after as well, right? Like, if someone's annoyed at Bob and is like, hey, 
your zucchini plant is crossing over with my carrots and now my carrots can't grow. Bob should be like, oh, let me fix that, right? But that can be fixed. It's better to plant the plant, let it happen, and then fix it when you need to because that's the better outcome for your company. That's the better outcome for the collective output of this farmland as a whole. Now, there are a couple more takeaways that I have for you on this, and this is about the psychology of what what it's like to act more like Bob. So Bob has a certain fearlessness. He came onto the farmland. He didn't say, where's my exact plot? How do I make sure not to bother people? How do I do it perfectly? How do I contain it? He just came in and was like, I'm planting plants, bitches, bring me the zucchini, and he just went for it. And that is the quality that you need to have as you step into leadership. You have to come in ready to make a big impact, ready to get messy, ready for the lines to be blurry and be laser focused on I'm going to get us to results. I'm going to get us to value. Some things might break. Some things might go wrong. I might learn some things along the way. But I'm telling you, you're going to make way more progress and add way more value if you're willing to be fearless and courageous and step outside of the rules and outside of the lines. The other thing that we can learn from Bob is the really laser focus on results and outcomes. So in this farmland that I talked to you about, there's a trade-off. There's a trade-off between following the rules and making sure that you stay within your territory versus growing lots and lots of plants. You have to choose. You can either follow the rules and stay within your territory or you can grow more plants. And Bob has come in and chosen to grow more plants. What this looks like in a professional setting is deciding that your number one goal is to create results that move the needle. You are there to generate as many crops as possible. You are not there to follow the rules. You are not there to make sure that you never accidentally cross into someone else's farmland. You are not there to like rinse and repeat the same outcomes over and over. You are there to look at the farm and be like, what is the most we can get out of this? What is the best we can do? What is the best possible outcome and output that I can help us create? And what seeds do I need to plant to make that happen? And this is truly how this works in a corporate environment. You have to be willing to get messy in service of the results that you are trying to create. This is why it can be really hard for type A people. Like I said, I totally relate to this, like type A perfectionist type women to really step into more expanded leadership positions because there's a certain messiness, rebelliousness, rogueness that really serves you in being an effective leader but can feel wildly uncomfortable if you're someone who likes to follow the rules and color within the lines. The good news is that the more you do this, the more comfortable it will get. Because in the end of the day, when you start acting like Bob and planting all the wild zucchini plants, When you start doing it, it feels like you're doing something wrong because you're so used to farming this teeny plot of land and you think you're doing something right in doing that. But the thing is, when you're harvesting pounds and pounds of zucchini and everyone around you is like, oh my gosh, we're going to have so much more crops this season. This is so exciting. You're going to realize, oh, me being rebellious and fearless and messy and spilling over into other people's parts of the farm It generated so much that I never could have generated with my tiny little square of farmland that is consistently producing every month for onions. And then you begin to see that getting messy 
is good. It creates value. And yes, when you're messy, sometimes things go wrong. Sometimes someone gets upset. Sometimes one team gets frustrated. Sometimes something goes wrong. Like for sure, more things are going to go wrong. There's going to be more chaos, more obstacles, more roadblocks, more hard things when you act like Bob versus when you have your tiny plot of land. But that's okay because part of your job as a leader is to navigate those situations as they come up because most of them can be navigated. And so what I want you to take away from this episode is I want you to identify specific habits that you do in your job that are you playing small and you farming this tiny plot of land and just identify one or two things that you can do differently to channel your inner Bob. What is your equivalent of growing zucchini and planting a ton of seeds and not being so worried about staying contained within your plot of land? And the more that you do this, the more your confidence is going to grow so much and you're going to have such a big impact in your role, you're going to get promoted way more quickly. The person who's producing all of the harvest and all of the plants is the person that gets moved into leadership because they're creating so much value for the company Then the company's incentivized to put them in a position where they can create even more value, right? So if the head head farmer of the farmland is about to retire and they're like, I need to choose one of the residents in this farming community to be in charge of this entire plot of farm, And they're looking at you and your four onions a month and you're so well behaved and you never cross into anyone's territory or Bob, who's like truckloads of zucchini, like pouring out of the farm. They're going to be like, oh, Bob. Right. And so it's really in your interest to channel your inner Bob and be fearless. And this requires courage. It requires you to take risks. It requires you to be vulnerable. It requires you to step out of your comfort zone. Those things aren't necessarily easy, but those are things that you are absolutely capable of. And as you get more comfortable doing this, you're going to have so much more fun in your job. Your job is so much more fun when you are planting plants that are thriving and having fun versus constraining yourself to that smallness and that little plot of land. And so I hope this episode helped you start to see some of the internal shifts and some of the behavior shifts that will help you perform better, whether you're trying to get into a leadership role or whether you're in one and you are really wanting to succeed and make a good impression. You have to ask yourself, Where can I like let go of the need to be perfect and perfectionist and control everything? And where can I go a little bit rogue, be a little bit fearless and a little bit more like Bob? Thank you so, so much for tuning into today's episode. If this is something that you want help with, if you need to elevate your leadership skills, if you need to upskill yourself and grow your confidence, either in order to get the leadership position or to make the impact you want in the current position that you're in, this is something that I can help you with in my one-on-one coaching. I help my clients adapt to a new position and ensure that they're performing at a very high level and or I help them elevate their performance so that they can get into the position. The truth is you have the capability within you, even if maybe you feel like you don't, you just might not have had anyone there to mentor you and encourage you and help you bring that out. And that is really what I do in my one-on-one coaching. You can learn more about that on my website at justguzzitcoaching.com slash coaching. I will drop that in the show notes. And before you sign off, one last reminder, join my newsletter so that you can hear from me not just on the podcast but in your inbox every week 
You will find that very easily on my website. I will drop that in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this 40 minute long episode about zucchini, but hopefully you're gonna remember this for a while. And hopefully at the beginning of every workday, when you sit down at your desk, you're gonna ask yourself, what does it look like for me today to plant zucchini and go out and make it happen? Go out and plant that zucchini. (laughs) I will see you in next week's episode. Have a beautiful day. Bye.